I want to invite you this coming Wednesday night. We're going to begin a new Bible study, and you saw the uh, advertisement for that particular Bible study, the Bondage Breaker. Uh, it will begin at seven o'clock each Wednesday night. We'll be here and have a time of teaching and a time also of discussion and uh, looking at uh, some of the truths. You know, we've never faced, I don't believe, a day uh, today where uh, our enemy is so active and this world is so powerful uh, against the, the thoughts and teachings of the Word of God, against our own identity in Jesus Christ. And we, we certainly need to reinforce the truth in our lives about these things. And so I want to encourage you, invite you, it's come Wednesday night at 7 o'clock as we begin this uh, new Bible study. Bring a friend with you. Bring somebody that you know that might also benefit. And I think that you'll be encouraged. And you may discover things that you didn't understand. Why certain things are happening in your life or the way they are. And I hope this Bible study will be an encouragement to you. So come Wednesday night at 7 o'clock and uh, we'll study uh, God's Word together. It's so good to see you guys this morning. It's a great day. I hope you've had a good weekend so far and you're going to enjoy a day off tomorrow, right? Uh, All you guys that uh, enjoy the day off for Labor Day. So I want to invite you to turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 15. Uh, You know, throughout the Bible, we're encouraged to be strong. Uh, We're encouraged to be strong in courage. Uh, We're encouraged to be strong in faith. Uh, We're encouraged to be uh, strong in uh, our, our bonds with each other and with Jesus Christ. And so as you look through the Scripture, you're going to find out that uh, it's a great admonition in the Word of God that as believers we be strong. And certainly today we have a, a need for that strength or a need to be strengthened and to be strong. Uh, you know, as uh, the Apostle Paul closes the book of Romans, uh, one of the last admonitions that he gives to them is certainly here in chapter 15 when he mentions the idea of strong. Now listen, our strength comes from the Lord. Our help comes from the Lord. But God calls us to be strong in Him and in our relationship with Him, in the resources that He's given to us to live out this Christian life. And so Paul gives us this same challenge in some areas. And I want you to see some things with him this morning about the, uh, this thought, this idea of being strong. What is, a, what is a strong Christian? What are the areas of my life that I need to be strong in as a believer? Well, he addresses some of those things in chapter 15. If you'll follow along with me from verses 1 through 6 and listen to what the Scripture says. Uh, we then who are strong ought to, be, ought to bear with the scruples of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, leading to edification. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we, through the patience and comfort of the Scripture, might have hope. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to Christ Jesus, that you may, with one mind and one mouth, glorify God the Fa- God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bow with me, if you would, and let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for the encouragement and the understanding of strength. Lord, how to be strong as a believer. How to be strong in our convictions and our faith. How to stand when uh, the winds of adversity are blowing, when... 
the storms are raging in our life to be strong in you is our desire. And so, Lord, I pray this morning as we walk through this word, this passage of Scripture, that, Lord, you would open things to our understanding, that through your Holy Spirit that you would teach us the things that we need to know and understand this morning. God, it's our prayer this morning that we be strong believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, Father, we ask it in his name. Amen. You know, what, what is this idea of strength? Let me give you some areas uh, that I think Paul points out that he wants us to be strong in as believers. First of all, that, that first thing that Paul begins to mention is that I think he wants us to be strong in service to the Lord Jesus Christ. That we've got to be strong servants of the Lord. Uh, that serving Jesus Christ is the, uh, a very uh, key part of our relationship with Him. You see, to be strong in service and the need for service as a believer to, to the Lord God is that one of the things that it does is that it develops our relationship with Him. Christ was, what was He when He came? He was a servant. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, but I came to serve. And so if we want to grow in our relationship with Him, what's the best way to know someone better? Isn't it to join them in the things that they do? Uh, You know, if we want to get to know each other, what do we do? We spend time with each other. Uh, Jesus is big on service. Uh, And so uh, as we begin to serve uh, people and serve His kingdom in His name, we find out that we understand more about who Jesus was and what he wanted to do and what his thoughts were. And so service for you and I as believers is really a way of developing our relationship with Jesus Christ. If we don't serve somewhere in the kingdom of God, we're going to miss, there's going to be a whole big hole in our relationship with Jesus Christ. There's going to be a part of us that can't understand who he is because we haven't been involved in, in his greatest endeavor of service. And so it becomes a part of developing that relationship, uh, knowing Him as we do that in, in service. You know, another thing I thought about as well about service is, is the understanding also is that we discover our resources that we, as we serve God. That our God has given us a great amount of resources, a great amount of things that we can use uh, as we set out in that service of Him. You know, one of the greatest things that I've discovered in my own life when I serve God is that I can trust Him. <laughs> because God has put, in, put me in so many positions in so many places that uh, I've had to absolutely trust Him. And He's the only one I could trust. So we discover our resources as we, just, as we choose to serve God. Our spiritual gifts or a part of God's gift to us. If we don't serve Him, then how are we going to know what God has fitted us for in His kingdom work? We, disco- we discover things like, uh, like mercy and grace when we serve the Lord Jesus Christ because they're the foundation of serving Him. It's what Jesus built His ministry on is mercy and grace. And so we won't understand those resources until we begin to, to, to serve Him in all those things. And you know, another thing about service as well, I get excited about as well, is that we delight in our, res- in our rewards when we serve the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, oh, Brother Mike, you're talking about those rewards in heaven. No, I'm not. I- I'm talking about in the service of our King, Lord Jesus Christ, that we're rewarded now. Some of the greatest blessings that I've ever known in my life it's been because I've chosen to serve Him in some way. Now look, sometimes those calls of God are scary. 
Sometimes they seem to be bigger than we are. And let me tell you, if they're from God, they're always bigger than we are. And, and yet when we step out in faith and begin to serve God, that all of a sudden there along with that comes this joy and this delight, this sense of fulfillment and satisfaction. That the only way that we can know and experience that is as we choose to serve Him. So service is, is important. And we need to be strong in service. Well, how do we do that? Listen to what Paul says. Let me give you some things about being strong uh, in service. One of those things you'll find in verse 1, it's, it's in the fact that if we serve God, we're engaging others. Because service is really, it's not, <laughs> it's not about us, but it's about Him. That's why I think that, that every Christian ought to be connected to a local church. Because in the local church is where we engage people. It's where we engage each other. It's the body of Christ. And we're a part of that body. And so we're engaging others. Listen to what Paul says in verse 1. He says, We then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak and not to please ourselves. Listen, Paul's talking about understanding. That to engage people, we have to understand them. He, he, he said the scruples of the weak. The word scruples mean the weaknesses. So Paul is saying, listen, that we, ought to be, we, we, we ought to bear with the weaknesses of the weak. He spent all of chapter 14 talking about weaker brothers and sisters and how we ought to relate to weaker brothers and sisters and how, how we ought to be patient with them, how, how we ought to be long-suffering and how we ought to realize through understanding that sometimes Christians are where they are. It may be by circumstances. It might be the struggles that they're in. They may not have made that decision to grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. They may be a new believer, still struggling with things, trying to overcome. And so what Paul is saying here, as we engage people, we need to understand where they're coming from. Like We we need to be um, willing to... To, to put aside our, our, our own liberties, our own rights and privileges in order to help someone grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. And the only place you can do that is inside the church where we engage people. We need to understand them. Something else also that, that with the same idea is we need to be patient. Right? If we see someone who's struggling in their faith, it's real easy for us to get a little judgy, isn't it? They say, oh, they ought to be passed out by now. Oh, they ought to be better than that or whatever it is. And, and, and yet we have to understand we've got to be patient and understanding with those in the body of Christ and not get upset or frustrated, but recognize where they are and how are we going to help them get to where they need to be. You know, the body of Christ ought to be the most encouraging, uplifting, helpful group of people that exists on the face of this earth. God has called us to that very thing. Certainly as we reach out into a lost world as, as, as believers, we, we, we really ought to understand that this lost world is, it is where it is. They're, they're, they are who they are and they're consistent with, with their character. And we still need to reach out to them in love. You know, the second thing that Paul talks about is encouraging others. How, how do we do that? How do we encourage others? He says in verse 2, he says, Let each of us please his neighbor for his good. That's encouraging, isn't it? I mean, how about if you got a knock when you got home and here's your neighbor. And said, oh, I don't know if you have lunch yet, but here's your lunch. 
Well, we just prepared that for you. Or, or maybe your neighbor came one day when you weren't at home and they mowed your yard. You know, boy, I tell you, you talk about encouraging, right? Uh, so, so what Paul says is that, look, we ought to want to please our neighbor, our brother and sister in Christ, for their good, <laughs> not our good. You see the focus or the emphasis? It's not on us, but it's on them. What can I do to be a blessing to someone else? You see, when we take that idea or we adopt that idea, now all of a sudden, you know what's going to happen? We're going to give strong, effective service. When you come to someone with an encouraging heart and your desire is to want to please them and not yourself, then all of a sudden the service that you get is powerful. Because it has no motivation, no self-intention to it. It's sacrificial and loving, just like Jesus. And that's the secret to the strength of our service. It's when we're just like Jesus. And so we, we, we need to be encouraging to others. Let me give you a, a third thing. If we're strong in service, we'll be engaging. We'll engage others. We'll be encouraging to each other. We'll, be, we'll, we'll edify others. We'll be edifying to each other. Uh, to others. He says in verse 2, leading to edification. So this encouraging service that we give to others leads to edification. The word edify, we know what that means. It means to build up. The Bible encourages edification, building up in so many places. It's, it's, it, we're told to build each other up, to build ourselves up, to build the church up. Why do we do that? Because we live in a world that has a tendency to want to tear us down or discourage us. Can you say amen? Yeah, some of you guys aren't convinced yet. Well, live a little longer out there and see. It's a world that sometimes wants to pull us down. And so what do we need to counteract that? We need to be built up. Where's the place that we go to be built up? Or where's the place that should be building us up? It's the church, isn't it? <coughs> Listen to what Hebrews chapter 12 says. A couple of verses about this very thing in the book of Hebrews chapter 12. Let me give you two verses, verses 12 and 13. They say this, Therefore strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight the paths of your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated but further healed. What the writer of Hebrews is saying is, listen, we ought to do everything we can so that people don't hurt any worse than they're hurting. We ought to do everything that we can as a church to take away the pain and the struggle that so many have. Bear ye one another's burdens and thus fulfill the law of God. And so how do we do that? We do that when we serve each other. And that leads to encouragement and building up. Well, there's one last thing about being strong in service that I want you to see. And it's in verse 3. And it's exampling to each other. In other words, be an example to someone else. uh, To other people. Uh, Listen, Paul uses the example of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, for even Christ did not please himself. Right? (laughs) Kind of convicting, isn't it, when we think about it. We look at our own lives and we think about our own life. and We look at the life of Jesus and how he lived and we say, oh, he didn't live to please himself. Well, Gee, that's kind of convicting for us sometimes. He goes on to say, uh, he quotes Psalm 69, 9. He says, uh, the reproach of those who reproach you fell on me. 
And I began to read that. What in the world does that mean? The reproach, uh, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. And I, I, I began to look at it. And, and really, the reproaches of those who reproached God fell on Christ. Hmm. All the reproach. Who, who came in the flesh? Who came to bear our sin? Who came to be the answer for God to a lost and a sinful world? Jesus Christ. What fell on Him? All the reproaches of humanity. It's a testimony that Jesus didn't think of Himself first. And the challenge is for you and I to do the same. To be that example. Uh, how, how well we might teach our, our kids and those who have just become uh, in, in a relationship with Jesus Christ by the example that we give them, the way that we live our life and how we make our choices. So Paul says, listen, you want to be strong? First of all, be strong in service. Now let me give you a second thing, an area of strength. He, goes, he says, be strong in service. Secondly, he says, be strong in Scripture. Okay, so we've we, we got to be strong in the Word of God. If we're going to stand... What did Jesus say? Do you remember Jesus in Matthew chapter 7 uh, told a story about some guys who were building houses? And he said one guy built his house on the sand and, and another guy built his house on the rock. And then storms came. And the storms were raging and, and they were pouring down. And the Bible says that the man who built his house on the sand, his house fell and great was its fall. And he says, but the man who built his house on the rock that that house stood. And he said, like is the man who, who hears my words and does them. So what Jesus is saying, that we have a foundation on the Word of God. And we have to be strong in Scripture in, in order to be able to stand in the world that we live in today. Now listen to what he says in verse 4. He says, for whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through the patient." And comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. Listen, first of all, if we're going to be strong in Scripture, we've got to take our learning from the Scripture. Our learning from Scripture. In other words, the lessons that we need. What did he say? Paul says that for whatever things were written before were written for our learning. Paul says, look, we've got examples. We've got a revelation from God. We've got a story that tells about the things of God that gives us understanding, that gives us light, that gives us wisdom. We draw our wisdom and our our learning from the Scripture. How, How can we be strong in this world today? Well, we can learn how from the Word of God. How can we stand faithfully for the Lord Jesus Christ? We can learn that from the Word of God. And so Paul reminds us that to be strong in Scripture is to learn from it. You know, look, I don't want to get so elementary with you guys. You guys are really intelligent. I know that because I've been around you a long time. You know, you learn the Word of God because you get yourself in the Word of God. You read it. You digest it. You mull over it. You meditate on it. You take it in. You ask the questions that you need to ask. Lord, what is this saying to me? How, How can I be obedient to this Word? How does this affect my life? You know, show me in comparison to where I am to where you want me to be through the Word of God. Let it be my examination. And so we get in the Word of God. We spend time in the Word of God and we learn from Scripture. 
listen, if I ask you to raise your hand, I'm going to this morning, but if I did, i say, have you ever learned anything of the Bible? I, I believe all of us would be able to raise our hand. We've learned something from the Bible. Our learning comes from Scripture. The more we learn, the stronger we become in our relationship with Jesus Christ. And listen, when I mean learn, I'm not talking about exposure. There's a difference between learning means you take something from it and it changes your life. Like when I was in the fifth grade, I learned how to count. No, I learned how before then. But sometime in school, I learned how to count. And, and I learned how to count and that changed my life. I learned how to read and that changed my life. I wasn't exposed to reading. If I'd have sat in my classroom all day long and people just read to me and I didn't learn how to read, that's not learning. But I learned how to read and it changed my life. And so as we learn the Scripture, it'll change our life. Jesus said, if you're my disciples, you'll know the truth. You'll know the truth experientially. And the truth will make you free. So we need to be learning from Scripture. Now listen, once we learn Scripture, you, you know what the, the um, outcome of that is? Or, or, or what the next thing is? Is that we, we, we're, we're leaning on Scripture then. I got it in my head. Got it in my life, got it in my heart, now I can trust it. I can, I can trust the Word of God. He goes on to say, he says, um, they were given for our learning that we, through the patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. You see, that's leaning on the Word of God. <laughs> through the, aren't you, yeah, I'm so glad that Paul said the patience of the Scripture. You know, the Word of God teaches us patience. It teaches us confidence in God. And through that, we, we, we receive hope from that. So as we lean on the Word of God, no matter how difficult our life is or, or how horrific our circumstances are, there's always this sense of hope. How many times do we read, just read in the Bible alone, you know, you don't have to read very far, that, that there, you see someone in Scripture who is going through some terrible thing and they trusted God and they came through it. I was reading just this morning in our Sunday school class and through, through that, I'm, my mind's just rolling around all the time and, uh, and so, so something was said in our Sunday school class and boy, it reminded me of verse Scripture and I whipped that open and, and I showed it to Jackie and and, and it was about the, the three Hebrew children. Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? And they were there in the kingdom, Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar built this great golden statue. And he said, now a certain time, everybody's going to bow down. They're going to worship this golden statue. And they're going to worship my gods and all this kind of thing. And so it comes time, if they don't, they're going to be thrown in a fiery furnace. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they said, no, we're not. We're not going to fall down and worship your golden idol. We're not going to worship your gods. We're going to worship our God. And so Nebuchadnezzar came to that point. And he, he laid down the ultimatum. You guys, are you going to do it? I said, no. They said, listen, our God can deliver us. Our God is able to deliver us. Our God will deliver us. But if our God does not deliver us, we will not bow down to your gods. You see, they understood how to lean on the Word of God. How to realize that no matter what, they would trust God and Him alone. You see, that's what happens in our lives. Over and over, His promises are revealed and fulfilled through the lives of people. The lives of people.
And so we, 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 we're leaning on the Scripture. Be strong, Paul says, in service. Be strong in Scripture, but let me give you this last thing. He says, be strong in sacrifice. Listen, verse 5. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to Christ Jesus, that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, first of all, Paul mentions in verse 5 that to be strong in sacrifice is to sacrifice our will. That, that we surrender ourselves to God. He says, verse 5, Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to Christ Jesus. What's he saying? He's saying ultimately to surrender your will. Be like, think like the Lord Jesus Christ. Be like Him. You see, God calls us to yield ourselves to Him. To realize that He is the only one the only true God and Savior. And our lives are surrendered and submissive to Him. So there comes this sense of strong sacrifice. Strong sacrifice is built on, on the understanding that you and I uh, are, are servant to the Most High God. That He's Lord and that we're submissive to His Lordship. Without that, there'll be no strong sacrifice. There'll be no sacrifice at all. That's why Paul would say, and I remind you again back in Romans chapter 12, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourselves a living sacrifice. He says, be transformed. He says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Those things are a yielding of ourselves to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And when we yield ourselves to His Lordship, and when we put Him first in our life, and when we seek His kingdom first and His righteousness, then there'll be a strong sacrifice in our lives. We sacrifice our will. But if you look at verse 6, there's something else we sacrifice also. Uh, there's the sacrifice of our worship. He says in verse 6, he says that we're coming together right in one mind in Jesus Christ. And what happens when the church comes together like-minded, one mind in Jesus Christ? He says that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, worship is in unity. One mind, one mouth, one body, praising in one harmony to the true and the living God. You know, God sits on His throne in heaven above. And God is always looking at what's happening on this earth. And I believe that on the Lord's Day, and I realize the Lord's Day doesn't have every day all over the world, but somewhere around this world there's other congregations and Christians meeting together. And in, 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 in one harmony like-minded, we're raising our praise and our glory to God Himself. Our songs, our mouth, our mind, our heart are being lifted to God for His glory. And when that kind of worship takes place in the church, and by the way, our worship is upward, right? Glorifying the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. When, when we're like-minded and we're praising God, then that's a strong, strong sacrifice of our will and of our worship. You know, the challenge that Paul makes in 2019 is as relevant as it was. And whatever day Paul wrote this letter to the Romans, and he says, be strong, be strong.
Be a strong believer. Be, be, be strong in your service. Don't give God half best. But give God the best. Be, be strong in the Scripture. Know God's Word. It's going to be your anchor and in your hope in times of the storm. And be, be a strong sacrifice for Jesus Christ. The people might know who you are, child of God, what you're all about, serving the King, without even having to ask a question. Be strong in your sacrifice. Bow with me.